Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. Good afternoon, and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews. Hello, and welcome to Authentic Living, sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. And I'm your host, Andrea Matthews. We've been exploring with some of the spiritual giants of today what it means to wake up to the authentic self and to live authentically. This show intends to invite you, the listener, into your own authenticity through an understanding of what it is and how to get there. And for that purpose today, we're having a conversation with Sonia Choquette on the topic of your psychic self. Sonia Choquette is a spiritual teacher an intuitive guide whose special gift is to energetically activate the highest vibration and free the authentic spirit in everyone she meets. It is her intention to free those she works with from the restriction and the fear of the ego and guide them to wholeness through the power of joy. She is a third-generation intuitive and the best-selling author of 10 books published in over 30 countries, as well as several audio programs and meditations. And she's an adjunct faculty member of the American Institute of Holistic Theology. She has also appeared several times on ABC, NBC, CNN, Fox, Lime, Cyrus, and WGN, and featured in several national magazines. Sonia believes that we all have a natural ability to rely on the sixth sense or spiritual guidance, and that reliance on only the five senses is not only unnatural but limiting. Not only has she been a personal intuitive guide to several of the New Age leaders of today, but she teaches both in her workbooks and in her workshops how each of us may tap into that natural ability. Sonia, welcome to Authentic Living. We're so glad to have you come and talk to our listeners about a path to what I call the psychic self. It's a pleasure. It's my favorite subject, and I'm delighted to be with you. Oh, thank you so much. Sonia, the word psychic is pretty scary for many people. Can you tell us what you mean by the word psychic? Well, first of all, I'll just address why it's scary, period, and then we'll go to that. The word psychic is a word that cuts through, and it basically implies I see you. And that frightens people because they have low self-esteem or they have issues of shame and guilt that have been imprinted on them from from you know family patterning even even past lives so when when that word comes up we feel like it it cuts right through us and and it, we feel vulnerable but what people don't understand is and what i see when i or anyone is looking through the psychic lens is that you're beautiful and you see we see accurately so it's the it's the spirit the soul the spirit which i use those words interchangeably they, it's that part of you that is looking, the part that sees past appearances, sees the, the essence and the energy behind all things and the great connections between things. And it's a natural, it's a natural faculty that we, we all possess. And literally, the, there's been just so much assault and so much um, annihilation of that sense that we've become accustomed to looking at it with suspicion and defense. Right, yeah. And, you know, even the intuition 
is considered by some to be, you know, not so good of a thing to have. It's right, not copacetic. I remember I was teaching a, a or actually doing a, a small talk in Indiana, and I was talking about intuition, and someone said, well, you're very offensive because I'm Christian. And so we we have a lot of confusion and a lot of confusion by association because I think that it's because there's of the extreme um, damage done by patriarchy. Mm-hmm. You know, intuition means inner knowing. And we have had a culture for a long time, a thousand years, that has basically said we don't have the right to know from within that we have to look outside of ourselves for guidance, whether it's our father figure, our authority figures, or the father externalized God, where intuition is the direct personal connection. And it, it, it basically dethrones these external authority figures, which is why a lot of people have resistance, because they're invested in being authority figures or looking to authority figures so they don't have to to take responsibility personally. There's a lot of reasons it's a provocative concept and word and subject, but fortunately people are beginning to see that all of that amounts to, in many cases, not much more than a lot of silliness. Mm-hmm. And that we really do have this gift, this, this faculty of consciousness that can serve us if we'll let it. Right, so more and more people are, are really beginning to engage, and I'm sure you've seen that through the authoring of your books and the bestsellers, and that, so that people are really beginning to open to that possibility. Oh, I know. I just came back from a, doing a conference out in California for Merrill Lynch, wow. which is a huge um, financial institution. So people are beginning to review this. I, I kind of liken the, these times to the times when when everyone believed the world was flat and a few dare, um, daring souls said, well, actually, the world is round. It's not flat. Mm-hmm. And their first reaction was resistance and rebellion and, and judgment and, and, you know, that's, not, that's against God and, and all kinds of, of absurdities because when we are, we are faced with new frontiers, we, we we often get scared and retreat, and and just as the world is not flat, nor do we have only five senses. Exactly. So your first book, The Psychic Pathway, is a workbook, and it teaches people how to access that deep spiritual place inside of us, that intuitive ability that we've been talking about. How does play work to help us facilitate awareness of that natural psychic part of ourselves? Well, the thing is, the ego isn't psychic. It's defensive, it's linear, it's logical, it's conditioned, and the spirit is the part that is, that is psychic or soulful and, in, and aware of, of beyond the physical. And when you play, you leave that, that ego consciousness and you begin to enter that. It's like you leave your left brain, march into your right brain, and you leave your head and march into your heart. And it's you, you enter that, that unlimited domain. And but the kind of play that where you lose yourself, where you where you laugh and and you you give up your identity as a as a personality and I mean really getting so involved in something that just delights, which means fills you with light, literally delights you, entertains you and it it all expands your heart, which is where intuition originates. 
So you're not going to have much intuitive um, success when you're when you're thinking hard and you're you're stressed out and you're forcing the issue. But when you're having a good game of croquet in the backyard, the aha moment might just drop in. Okay. Okay, so it sort of suspends any kind of self-judgment then. And it changes perception. Yeah. You know, our, our ego mind is only perceiving what's right in front of us or is, is reflecting to what has occurred and projecting it in front of us. So we, we miss out on what is and the, the wonderful connections that can be made that bring forward an intuitive experience. I, I'm firmly of the of the belief that's why so many corporate people are so invested in going out and playing golf. I mean, it 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 gets them out of their routine and their perspective and their rut and their nature and they walk, and they're laughing and talking and 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 it just opens up another dimension. And you know, or a lot of women say that they've had their greatest intuitive aha moments when they're folding their socks doing laundry, just kind of, you know, in a mindless state, if you will, a non-intellectual thinking state. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that makes perfect sense. Can we talk for a minute about the chakras? Some of our listeners know what they are and others don't. If we can get just a basic understanding and how they're useful in access- accessing the authentic pathway to our natural ability. Well, we have an etheric body or a spirit body that is just as real as our physical body. And that etheric or spirit body is comprised of, really, as we begin to further explore, probably hundreds of chakras, but we have seven primary ones. And these follow the the spinal column up to the, the crown. And each of these focuses on a certain aspect of our experiential consciousness. The first chakra is our grounding or our our sense of being connected physically solidly to the body and to the earth where we're feeling supported. Our second chakra conducts um, the consciousness of creativity and, and pleasure and enjoyment and informs of what we like and what we don't like. The third chakra is the chakra which is the center of decision and the second chakra, that pleasure center, that's the domain of our perpetual inner child. And the third chakra is, the, is where we make decisions and we begin to draw boundaries and begin to direct ourselves. That's the domain of our inner adult, but the highest self of our conscious being that can make choices for us at service. Then we move to the heart center, which is the, the seat of the soul where the spirit resides. This is our center for love, both personal, intimate, and universal love. Our throat chakra is our center for expression and communication, not just with one another, but with the unseen world, with our, with our own higher self, with, with our divine support system, our creator. The sixth chakra, which is located around the eyebrow area and the forehead, this is where we imagine, where we vision, where we, we project and we see, we see what we want to create. So every physical thing in the universe was, was an inner thought before it was a physical creation. And then our crown is at the highest point of our head. And this center really is the gateway to our universal experience, our divine self. And basically, I think it's valuable for people to, to, to 
first know they're 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 physically um, an overlay. They're not in the body. They overlay the body, and they inform us and and give us information about our spiritual experience as well as our physical experience. I was thinking about this today on the chakras. You know, when your back hurts, your your body, your physical body, your back hurts. You you know, oh my back hurts, and I may need to rest or stretch or bend or get a new chair or go see a chiropractor or any number of the above. But when our solar plexus, which is the the correspondent to to the center of our back, aches and we feel agitated and insecure, or vulnerable. Unless we have an awareness of the chakra system, we don't know what's going on. So we we don't we don't know quite what to do. And that's why it's so important to become familiar with our spiritual body because it it guides us in how to take care of our spirit. So when we're opening the pathway to the authentic uh, this access to the authentic psychic ability then it helps to really open these chakras. Well, the chakras, when they're open, and they can be opened, inform us. Okay. And that's why they give us information through other than our physical five senses. Okay. And that's how they serve our psychic awareness. All right. We'll be back in just a minute. We've been listening to a conversation with Sonia Choquette on Your Psychic Self. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. Create a life with growth, balance, abundant peace of mind, and joy. Tune in and call into Spirits Evolving with pragmatic psychic and certified hypnotherapist, Lee Channing. By using the simple tools for growth offered by Lee, including intuition, color awareness, creative visualization, and more, build a stronger understanding of your own energy and offer clear, unencumbered energy to those with whom you share your life. Whether for an individual or a business, home environment, or your office, Lee evaluates and interacts with the energy at hand, providing an analysis of the problem and a description of the options available to move forward successfully and with grace. Spirits Evolving with Lee Channing broadcast each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the 7th Wave Network, your online community for positive change. Spirits Evolving, your guide toward a life filled with more balance, intention, and contentment. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance to expect guidance, to trust, and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. It's a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 
650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. Your online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Okay, we're back with Authentic Living. I'm Andrea Matthews, your host, and we're continuing our conversation with Sonia Choquette on the topic of your psychic self. Sonia, we've been talking about the chakras, and you've suggested that it's unwise to start at the top or at the seventh chakra in opening to awareness. Why is that? Well, because as you begin to open to awareness, you actually invite more energy to flow through the physical body. And it's like turning on the electricity and amping it up to flow through maybe your lamp or your toaster when it only has the the wattage to conduct so much electricity. And so we need to start at the first chakra to amplify or expand our capacity to hold and channel and vibrate at a more intense level of energetic frequency. So just like you start with the roots in a tree, before you look for the apples, you start at the root of the chakra system and you begin to build a sound foundation so that as you open up to these psychic centers, you open up to, first of all, the highest form of psychic centers and that that energy can be received in the physical body without overwhelming you. In fact, I had a client today who is working with energetic healing and she worked with a client and he, after the session, he said, I, I feel so heavy. I feel so uncomfortable, and I don't like it. Well, in fact, her, her healing center had put his consciousness back in his body, and he was grounded, and she didn't have the, 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 the awareness developed yet to understand what was happening. She's like, she felt like, oh, no, I did something wrong, when in fact she probably served him very well to help him get grounded, but he needed to understand that that grounded energy was what really will help us become stronger in our intuitive skills. So we start from the bottom up. It's like we give give the tree a good root so it don't, doesn't topple over when it starts to spread its branches. Okay. That makes perfect sense. You know, we've talked a little bit about how afraid people are of the psychic ability, I've learned that we have an inner resistance to any program or effort that sort of pushes us to move too quickly past our fears so that if I see myself as a giving, caring person, even though much of my giving comes from obligation rather than love, I'm going to resist speaking up for myself or honoring my own goals because I see this as selfish. We're often taught that we should conquer our fears, but this kind of warring mentality just sets up another resistance to the resistance. 
So how would you suggest that a person honor the fear that many of us have to our own natural ability to be intuitive rather than just setting up another resistance to it by fighting with it? Well, the first thing that I have found, and it's so simple, it's just almost embarrassing, is just to give people permission and encouragement to acknowledge their fears mm-hmm. verbally and out loud. I'm afraid if I change, fill in the blank. I'm afraid if I'm intuitive, I will see more than I want to see. I'm afraid if I'm intuitive, I will um, not be needed. I'm afraid if I don't, you know, stay the same, the people that love me will leave. And And I find that it's not fear that stops us. It's hiding our fears. And I've experimented with this for quite a while many years, actually, and the more I invite my, my students and the, my clients to articulate their fears without judgment, just notice them, like you notice that the, the wall is beige, the light is on, the carpet's blue, and I'm fear, fearful about such and such. They shrink, and if we are allowed to, to voice our fears without judgment or defense, they shrink quickly. And so it's a very effective way to be open to fear. Because once we, are, we name our fears, many of them we can see and feel and resonate are not, they're not legitimate. And so they, once they're spoken out, they don't hold the same charge as what, when they are hidden. Exactly. Okay. So that's a very powerful tool. Just to, to write out your fears is one, but then speak them out. Because the psychic sense operates to a large degree off the ear. And when the ear hears truth, it responds. And when it hears folly, it also responds. So when you start naming, I'm, you know, I'm afraid the house will fall down. I'm afraid I'll be abandoned. I'm afraid I'll be left alone. I'm afraid I'll be unworthy. I'll be unloved. When you actually hear that from your own voice, your heart knows that's not true. That's not true now and it won't be true. And it kind of helps you break up that resistance. But if you keep it in your mind and in your intellect and you keep it in your head, you can't hear that vibration. So it keeps you enslaved. So it's a very simple practice, but I have found it to have phenomenal releasing impact on people. Wonderful. Wonderful. Those are two great tools. Many people think of being psychic as being able to predict the future. We know that scientists and mathematicians can use probability to figure out what might happen. But how is it that psychic ability works to predict the future? Well, it is one function, but it's not a fixed future necessarily. We of the psychic persuasion and who have developed that sensibility can see hidden relationships that are all converging to an outcome or a specific result that the linear conscious mind can't see. We feel it, we sense it, we energetically intuit it, how, how the, these, these hidden aspects or unseen aspects are coming together. Now, without trying to be too complicated, if those aspects coming together are born out of released choices, then the future that I predict will happen. But that's actually not necessarily the highest use of psychic ability. If I see a train wreck, the next thing I'm going to see is, is there any option? to change the outcome. And that's the highest use of psychic ability, to assess energetically, is the course I'm on or is the course I'm witnessing correct or is is it a collision course? Is it a course that will be a dead end? 
and therefore, where am I on that trajectory, and can I possibly change? Okay. You know, a, a quick example is that um, I use my psychic abilities, and I I spoke with a client about not selling her business too soon. And I said, yeah, I know that you're you're eager to sell it, but I, I think the buyer that you have in hand is probably not your best option, but that's for you to, you know, it, I said it would be my, my um, advice to wait. Well, she didn't. She sold her business. And the person who bought her business owned her business for only four and a half months and sold it again for a much higher price. And, and she was very frustrated. But, oh, well, the reason, you know, she made that choice and psychic ability comes in to show you how to make the best decisions, not to prove if my predictions right or wrong, but to look at what I see unfolding and assess whether it is in my highest interest or good or not. Okay. So really, you're not predicting a destiny, a, a fated incident that might be occurring. You're really helping people understand what their higher path would be. Yes, but if I do see a faded, I, I want people to understand if I do see in a, in a situation a faded occurrence, it's because all the decisions led up to that. Okay. And it wasn't random. It, it was a consequence and a direct result of a number of decisions that were kept in place over time. So sometimes it's too late to, to reverse the course, and sometimes it's not. And that's what we need to know about psychic ability is it doesn't work in the same linear framework as, as our other senses. It informs us of things like a target in motion. And it, it's, it's, it's much more when you're doing work on the psychic level, it's sort of like navigating a boat on the high seas. You, you can see, you see where it's going, but everything's moving all at once and life is all in motion. So your psychic interpretations quickly take all this into account and produce results that the, that the logical mind is not involved in. It just shows you the end result without the process. So we pick up on things intuitively. That's how we can predict certain things. And how other things are, are not yet at the predictable stage. Right. So what you're really saying is we really have much more say-so about our lives than we think we do. Oh, Andrea, I think we have absolute say-so, but that is such a terrifying responsibility for most people that we have to introduce it piece by piece. Right, right. And that the highest use of psychic ability is to say this is that part of your consciousness that helps you view your choices from the highest, most objective place. And helps you, and and we're so tied into logic brain. But if I'm signing a contract on the dotted line and, and say to buy a house, and I have a bad feeling, well, am I really surprised when I run into all kinds of unforeseen problems once I own it? Mm-hmm. Was I allowed an opportunity to make a decision? I mean, that's how I like to approach psychic development anyway. To use it to develop it as a tool to help you make better decisions and empower you to keep you on an effective course instead of being run by the conditions of what people would say are fate, things just happening to me. Right. 
random occurrences. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. When let's talk about spirit guides. Now we're talking about guidance and decision making. When we speak of spirit guides, many react with ridicule, and yet I find that there are many of us who are seeking such guidance from a kind of direct influence. So what is a spiritual guide, and how do we begin to make contact? Well, it's a good question, and I'd like to start by answering this with a quote that that came from um, Einstein. He said, it's fashionably foolish to discount what we don't understand as fraud. Mm-hmm. And so I do think that those who discount the spirit world just don't understand it. And so what I don't understand can't be real. But the truth is the consciousness of, of life doesn't end, it just transitions. So spirit guides are is consciousness that is transitioned out of physical form and is just vibrating to a higher frequency. So we so literally we don't die. We take on a different form, a different shape, a different frequency that is that is not apparent to the physical eye in most, but in some, hence we have clairvoyance and mediumship, and is not apparent to the physical ear, but in some, as um, why we have what we call clairaudience or how we hear our guides. And, and so the guides are just these loving higher frequencies assisting us, guiding us by virtue of what they've learned or they understand that we don't understand yet. So they can be perceived as helpers and teachers. So they're like our intuition, but not. But they're also a spiritual being, an entity that has right. evolved from death. Okay. Sort of like I say, this radio, you, when people hearing our radio conversation don't see us, right. and yet they're being informed. We're not present. We're not physically there. And yet, and that's the same with guidance. We don't, we don't, may not see what we're what we're connecting with or what we're hearing or feeling, but it's there. Okay, it's a good analogy. Mm-hmm. And you've been listening to a conversation with Sonia Choquette on the topic of your psychic self, and we'll be back in just a moment to talk some more. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. 7th Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology, A-I-H-T. It was a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earned my Ph.D. in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve, too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.com. 
edu. All my love. Mom? Dad? How long should I wait for you? Mom? If I'm at soccer practice. What if something happens? Will you come get me? Should I stay where I am and wait for you? Or go to Grandma's house since it's closer? Shouldn't we pick a place to meet? There's no reason not to have a plan in case of a terrorist attack. Mom, if you're not home, should we go to the neighbor's house? How do we keep in touch with each other if the phones don't work? Should I be worried how we all get home? And some extremely good reasons why you should. Can you tell me? Everybody should have a plan. Take five minutes to talk about where you'll meet and how you'll get in touch with each other in an emergency. For other things you can do to be prepared, visit www.ready.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security and the Ad Council. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Conversation on the topic of your psychic self with Sonia Choquette and Andrea Matthews, and we're continuing our conversation now. We've been talking about spirit guides. Sonia, one of the biggest problems that we have in our tech- technically minded corporate identity world is that we don't trust the inner self at all. As we've said earlier, we see- seek external guidance, as you said earlier, much more than we seek internal guidance. One of the reasons for this, as I see it, is that we don't trust the messages we get. You've written a wonderful book called Trust Your Vibes. Can you teach our listeners just a little bit about how we can go about learning to trust our own internal guidance? Well, it's a process instead of um, an absolute executive decision. First, you recognize that you have an inner voice, so that's step one. Be open to it. It was interesting. I was just in a, like I said, speaking to a group out in the West Coast and consultant group from Merrill Lynch, and half the people said it, I, I've never even thought about my vibes. Hmm. So step one, it's like turning on a radio receiver. Be open to that you are, you have a sixth sense. And it's important for many people to know that this is a scientifically verified fact these days. So anybody who doesn't believe or accept that, you're kind of woefully stuck in the dark ages. The new question is not does it exist, but how does it work? So be, by being open, you recognize it and acknowledge its existence, and that is perhaps the greatest thing you can do. Then the second step is a little bit more fun and a little bit more exciting. Once you're open, expect your vibes to to convey and speak to you. Expect them to 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 broadcast and know, begin to pay attention to how they broadcast because it is not one size fits all. For some people, it's a gut feeling. For others, I get flutters in my, in my heart. For some, 
I just have kind of a nagging at the back of my mind. For others, it's a little restriction in my throat. Some it has a hair on the, you know, on their arm stands on end or the back of their neck. So, and it's also not the same every time. You may get, but the point is vibes are physical. They definitely, your intuition does initially get your attention through some kind of physical signal. And the definition of intuition is to pay attention if you look it up in a dictionary. So pay attention to those signals. And just my, my great wisdom for tuning into your vibes is if you name them, you claim them. So just say have a vibe. And this is another interesting obstacle. Many people don't claim or connect with their vibes because they don't have language that they're comfortable with, as we spoke about. Psychic is a word that is very provocative and makes a lot of people uncomfortable. So don't use it. Call it your gut feeling, your hunch, your 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 instinct, your your aha, your feelings, whatever you want to call it, call it whatever, but a rose is a rose is a rose. By any name, it's still a rose. Um, so find a dialogue or, or, or find a vernacular uh, uh, that works for you. Find words that work for you. So when you feel something, you say so without hesitation. And the more you say so, the more it's, it's like noticing stars. The more you notice, the more you will notice. But they were there all along. And as you articulate, you don't have to, here's the key. You don't have to do anything about it. Just name it and see what happens. And then finally, you begin as you, as you do this, even for three days, four days, a week at the most, you'll begin to see a connection between my vibes and, and their wisdom. And by the third or fourth day, you'll want to act on them. But another very powerful tool is to just put your hand over your heart and say, my, my vibes say, or my gut says, or my heart says. And then let that aspect of your nature speak. And I've used this in workshops for 20 years, and I've never had someone say, Nothing. Okay. Very useful tool. You know, a big part of your work is helping people to release negative energies. I find sometimes that that resistance that gets uh, set up from that, that we want to get rid of or eradicate all of the negative in our lives. In fact, what I find is that when I challenge people to begin to say yes to the urgings of their own authentic nature, they turn that into all the ways that they can say no to inauthentic and ineffective patterns. But the minute they start saying no, they end up getting stuck because they just spend all their time wrestling with the seemingly bad parts of themselves and never accessing the real, the true, the authentic. Right now, how can we help our listeners to release old, outworn patterns of thought and behavior without turning against themselves in the process? Well, I think the most important thing is you make this decision that by virtue of, of some miracle, the breath of life was breathed into you and God said fit that you live. So by virtue of being, a, by virtue of God's giving you life, you are a divine being. You might not feel divine, you might not like yourself, but in one regard you don't have a vote. Sort of God created you, so accept that you are a good creation. God doesn't make bad creations. And you, you have to look at the benefits of being, being negative because we get committed to the benefits of being negative, which it gives us an excuse not to take responsibility for our lives. 
So the more you're willing to to take responsibility, the more able you are to stop being negative. So I'd like to suggest for every day before you go to bed, every day when you get up in the morning, I want you to say out loud, I expect the best of me and of life. And every night, I expect to tell somebody about the best of my day. And then if you don't have anyone to tell, put it in a journal. But try to recruit someone that you can say, what was the best of your day? And, you know, a habit only takes about 72 hours to kind of start clicking in. So if you start every morning with, I expect the best of myself and of life today. Whether or not you you really do, just say so, and I expect to tell someone about the best of my life and my day before I go to sleep. That pretty much becomes a game, and a game intrigues, and a game is appealing. Anytime there's a game, we kind of want to show up. It's it's seductive, and so you can kind of seduce yourself out of these negative patterns, and it is a lot of fun. Okay, so what you're saying is the the aspect of joy then, again, play, is what draws us towards something else instead of trying to push away. Right. Okay. You know, so the thing is, rather than trying to fight with your negativity, because if you try, you'll just make it bigger because wherever you tend to grows, just expect the best and 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 create a culture within your own life where you can share the best because we do have a culture of commiseration. So if you say to your best friend or buddy, look, I want to do something with you. I need your help for seven days. I'm going to start my day expecting the best, and I need someone to tell about the best of my life without guilt or hesitation or being shy or feeling as though I'm tooting my own horn. I just want someone to be able to to relay the best of my day for seven days. Are you up for being my sounding board? And I'll be yours. I also think it helps if we recruit helpers and stop trying to self-examine ad nauseum alone. Bring in others and make it a group experience. Make it a partner experience. It's really good if you have kids to do it with them. Right, because it teaches them the same tools. Yes, and the earlier the better. Absolutely. Absolutely. We spend so much time trying to help them forget that, that this would be a way of helping them remember that. Right. Play around it. Make it fun. Make it make it silly. It's like, oh, I have one better. Oh, I have one better. I have one better. Mm-hmm. Instead, oh, I got one worse. Yeah. Right. You know, we do have a culture of misery. We have a culture that, I mean, we have a culture where Christ died on the cross and everybody's expected to suffer as a sign of love. But people don't realize that's not the end of that story. Christ resurrected three days later. Don't forget the end of the story, which is resurrection to new life, to move past the suffering and resurrect to new life. And and this is what our mission is collectively as we move into this new age, is to really emphasize the new life part, that we know that Christ didn't stand the cross and neither should we. Right. So that's a little bit about how we face life challenges. As we do that, I guess my question would be, how can we access those deeper knowing parts of ourselves as we're going through a life challenge? 
Well, I do think that we either need sounding boards or journaling because if you just let it roll around in your mind, you'll negate it. So um, another thing I like to encourage for people is to just get a little pocket notebook or if they're not a writer, a little pocket tape recorder. They're very inexpensive. And just, just have a place where you can deposit these inner feelings without being judged or without having to defend them. I, I always say find someone that you can just sound out to. I mean, I, I fully believe the biggest reason that I was able to, to develop my intuition to the degree of absolute confidence that I have is because I could always speak freely. And it was never a test, and I never had to defend it. It was just the culture of my home growing up. If we had a vibe, we would say so out loud to the wall, to each other, to the moon, to the, to, to the chair. We just, I, I have a vibe. So the more you can name it, the more you can claim it. So if you write it down, if you have a friend, or you can just say it out loud even to yourself, then you can't deny it anymore. And to name it is to put value on it. And so you begin to, to, it's one thing, and it's really quite fun to say, you know, I have a feeling I'm going to hear from my ex-boyfriend. And you don't need to, don't need to. It's just I have a feeling. It's, I don't have to prove the feeling, justify it, or understand it. It's just there. Well, then when the ex-boyfriend does call, it's so much more fun to say, to say, you know, I said that instead of I felt that. So to name it is to claim it, but do so in a way that's non-threatening and place it where people don't need to, def- where you don't need to judge it or get their approval. Right, so it's, it's really about acceptance. It's a slow process of accepting that this is a natural part of who you are. And, well, two steps. First, become aware of it. Then accept it. And actually, three steps. And the step that will change your life, then engage it. Okay, okay. Okay, and you've been listening to a conversation with Sonia Choquette on the topic of your psychic self. And we'll be back in just a moment to talk some more. Listening on a Higher Dimension, 7th Wave Network. I begin each day with an intention to be open to guidance, to expect guidance, to trust and appreciate when guidance comes. With these intentions, each day is easier to navigate. Hi, I'm Sonia Choquette. When I decided to trust my guidance and further my education, I chose the American Institute of Holistic Theology. A-I-H-T with a soulful pathway to deep learning. In my own home, on my own schedule, I earn my PhD in metaphysics. You know, the value of wisdom only grows, and in developing our own gifts, we can help others evolve too. That's how it works. These self-paced programs in holistic health, metaphysics, holistic ministries, parapsychic science, and holistic theology can embolden your spirit to change the world. And the time has come for us all to do our part in changing the world. So in this moment, call the American Institute of Holistic Theology. The number is 1-800-650-4325. In this moment, visit AIHT.edu. All my love. Fiction seeping into reality. Reality transfigured by fiction. A monument of wonders. 
Conspire with host and creator Roy Dean Doty as he shares readings, commentary, music, and interviews on the multimedia epic that'll change the way you think forever. A monument of wonders, a place where time is a honeycomb, where language spawns the fantastic, where consciousness is exploded, one inspired mind at a time. Escape the stricture of the soundbite film clip world. Enter a monument of wonders. Wonder is miracle. Wonder is life. Wonder is power. Fridays, 11 a.m. to noon Pacific Time on the 7th Wave. Are you in? Awakened Media for a Transforming World. 7th Wave Network. You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll-free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Matthews, your host, and we're continuing our conversation with Sonia Choquette on the topic of your psychic self. Sonia, you've given us so much information today about uh, the ability to tap into the natural part of us that is psychic, that is intuitive, that knows from that inner knowing. Um, you're, you're, you are busy doing so many things today. I know you've got a new book that's coming out soon. The answer is simple, 10 Simple Steps to Connect with the Spirit Today and Every Day. Can you tell us just a little bit about that book without revealing all of its secret contents? Well, I'm so excited about this book because it is simple. And the book is how to, how to identify what frequency you're on, if you're on the ego frequency or if you're on the, the divine frequency. Because we have a choice. We can be on one or the other. And some of the very simple um, aspects of the frequency of ego is the ego frequency self-selects out. You feel different. You feel isolated. You feel disconnected. You feel self-conscious. You feel separate from. That's always going to, always, when you're on the ego frequency, you will always feel, you will never feel loved enough or happy enough. You'll always feel inadequate. When you get to the divine frequency, you feel loved, you feel connected, you feel confident, you feel secure. So it's, it's available, and we make those connections periodically. We make them spontaneously. And this book, the answer is simple. It's how to set up a life um, strategy that you connect all the time. Or if you disconnect accidentally, how to reconnect simply. And it's not that difficult because we are defined by nature. The book is coming out August 8th, and I, I really feel like it's, it's perhaps my best work to date. Okay. All right. So is part of that simplicity the, the uh, activating the meditation? I know that you said in some other books that meditation is sort of the foundation of psychic ability. Is, is part of that connection... Yes, I do talk about meditation, and I also talk about the the many ways that we can do that while leading our very busy, crazy lives, and that it's 
meditation really is that choice to shift away from ego, linear thinking to expanded divine awareness. That's what it is. And it's not something that is um, intimidating. It is something that is very inviting. And with a little bit of desire, meditation, if you, if you look at it as a drink at the well instead of another dutiful assignment to please, but really go sit on the lap of the Divine Mother, Father, God, and be rocked for a while, I think meditation will be a lot more important and, and more and more people will reach out for it than, than do presently. So then it's not a work, it's another form of... of... It's nurturing at the deepest level. And I think that since we have such a, a society that has been so conditioned to, to do our duty and do it right, that we think, oh, God, I didn't want to do meditation because I don't know how to do it, I won't do it right. Forget it. And there's no way to do it wrong, really. It's simply taking a few minutes out and connecting to source energy and letting yourself be loved on. So it's just a matter of developing a habit. Okay. That's a beautiful way of thinking about it. Uh, can uh, listeners get this book on your website? Absolutely, and they can get a lot more. I have a beautiful website with tools and a newsletter and and support and a chat room and, and my own radio show every Wednesday, Trust Your Vibes, V-I-B-E-S, trustyourvibes.com. And there is, they can order the book. And I invite them to come and have a look. I think they'll love it, and I'm so eager to share it. And it's the type of book that I've created that I want people to form book circles around and work together because I really believe we need to help each other um, move into this higher frequency and help each other witness each other in this higher frequency and tell each other it's a good thing. Okay, so lots of support there for that. Mm -hmm. All right. Can you uh, tell our listeners a little bit about the Psychic University? Psychic University, or Psychic U, as I started, is a whole series of courses that I have developed from someone who's just barely coming up to put your toes in the water to all the way to the ability to um, have a a one-year mentoring, online mentoring with me to become a practitioner of, of healing and psychic coaching and work. I have a class in manifestation. I have Psychic University. They're all online, and they are from manifestation to psychic development to balancing the chakras to becoming practiced and, and grounded in, in psychic tools and um, mentoring to mastery at the highest level. And so, and and I will be adding also a new course, The Answer is Simple, to go along with the book. But I made Psychic U because I wanted it to be available to the world and and accessible. So anybody anywhere from anywhere part of the world can come and take these courses and develop themselves at a pace that works for them. They're thorough and they're they're accessible and they're grounded and they're they're approachable and they're not just learning about but really like the techniques I've given you today, the how to practice of becoming a fully embodied sixth sensory person. 
So when you say mentoring, are you mentoring um, uh, people who will also mentor others? Yes, that's the goal. Okay. Okay. I want to start. I have always um, seen myself as not only teaching the student but teaching the teachers. Mm-hmm. So I really empower people and want them to go to their greatest level of, of potential and then turn around and pass the torch to the one behind them so that we can all, if we work on this exponential level, we can actually change. Even just the community of people who listen to this radio show have the potential to change the entire energetic equation and dynamic of consciousness on this planet. Absolutely. And that is that that collective energy that when one person opens up and uh, sort of touches another person, they open up, and it just sort right. of pays it forward, I guess. That's exactly right. And that's kind of how I set up actually all of my books and Psychic University, including my new book, The Answer is Simple, as a bit of a pay it forward or work together. Each of my each of my books is a curriculum that people can gather around and everybody takes turn being the teacher. They're really beautifully balanced that way. Okay. All right. Well, I so appreciate all the work that you do, Sonia, and I so appreciate you being on the show to share with our listeners a little bit about their psychic self. I'm very grateful to have spoken with you, Andrea. It's been a pleasure, and I... I do invite everyone to Trust Your Vibes and visit me at TrustYourVibes.com. Hey, you've been a delight. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. And you've been listening to Authentic Living, sponsored by the American Institute of Holistic Theology. I'm your host, Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, when I'll be discussing the topic of restoring your soul. Bye now. And don't forget, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth to yourself. Thanks again for listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Join us again next Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time here on the 7th Wave Network. We'll talk again next week.